0: I mean they're not
1: stiff but they're not soft you can't be serious man you cannot be
0: serious
1: it's called sex panther it's illegal in nine countries he didn't say that tell me
0: he didn't just say that
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's
0: get ready to rumble!
1: Yes, welcome in to the run home. Thanks to McDelivery. McDelivery, delivering your favourites straight to your door. And it's it's back to the usual today, folks. Yes, I had that one, very one well, very small, I guess, uh, peep into the life of Kurt Stanway and uh, the reality of a two-hour working day and thought, geez, that's nice, but it's just not me. Uh, not enough output for me, so I'm back doing the full three hours today with that, <laughs> with that one-off special. The producer's having a field day back in Auckland. Uh, can't wait to see you two in the next couple of days and really right, get to... Uh, Get to cover off on a few of these uh, little indiscretions of yours. But uh, no, Brad, back into it. Dis- and, indiscretions?
0: Uh, what? was what, what well, this?
1: Well, there's <laughs> been a few slip-ups from you two, and uh, particularly trying to run me down in, in my emotional state. So, look, uh, looking forward to... We think the,
0: the world of you, Beef.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's
0: I mean hey, look, lot. mate, the time is 3 o'clock, and, and you've shown <laughs> up for work at 3 o'clock. Like, <laughs> your esteemed co-host is nowhere to be seen.
1: I always do. Now, I hear... I hear... Lunch was an interesting place to be for the uh, team today.
0: Well, beef, like uh, th- there are a few lunch options around uh, the SNZ building, right? And um, one yes. that I experienced for the first time today, and i got to say I should have done it a lot earlier, is Noodle Canteen, which is down sort of around the corner opposite the wharf where uh, your KFCs and your Maccas and your Donimo- Domino's are. Correct. But it was absolutely delicious. And I have to say, for anyone that, that works in, in, in the area of, um, I mean, now really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Noodle Canteen, uh, just by the wharf there, it's fantastic. It's reasonably affordable in a cost of living crisis. I mean, $16 for lunch is actually not that bad in the world that we live in, beef. Um, and yeah, I just I just thought I'd just share that with you that if you are in these parts at some point in your life because I don't feel like I've seen you for about six months, uh, Noodle Canteen is a really good option.
1: Well, you'll find you'll find me next door at Macca's, uh, having a McFlurry on a day like this. Jeepers, what oh, that's, a day! It oh, is beautiful. Auckland's turned on. Yeah, uh, um, you,
0: oh, you do live in Auckland. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: well, no, I don't. Um, but the greater, <laughs> the wet, climate-wise, very similar to Auckland. Uh, as I picked up the children on their scooters just before uh, after a full day at kindy, where my son he went to kindy in full fire brigade dress up and I thought there's not a hope in hell that he's coming home like that because I packed him shorts. I thought he would be uh, stinking hot by the end of it but no I showed up and the first thing I asked the teachers, he didn't stay in it the whole day yes he did refused to take it off so brilliant uh, that's a a a young
0: man who's dedicated (laughs) and I think you know (laughs) like when you start teaching him drills on the rugby paddock beef I think maybe he, he might he might listen to dad
1: well, we actually, we actually had a bit of bit of work this morning before we took him off to bit a uh, bit of, bit of uh, hand-eye, and uh, he lost interest a lot quicker than his sister did. So, uh, not surprising. Uh, Jacko's concentration doesn't quite last long enough for the full session that I wanted to take him through this morning before Kendy. but uh, you can't win them all, but certainly talking of winning them all. That's exactly what the box are wanting to do this weekend <laughs> up in the absolute match of the round, match of the World Cup, I think probably after the Fiji, uh, sorry, the, the French played the All Blacks, I think this is the one that we're all, all of a sudden zeroing in on and uh, no surprises, the box, 7-1 bench, um, the great Dwayne Van Mullen must be injured because I can't see his name anywhere, we'll obviously find out more about that I'd imagine. But great to see that uh, one of the four halfbacks who deputized on the wing, <laughs> Kavis Reinhardt, um, proved himself good enough that he will, in fact, be the one Soul back. back representative on the uh, Bok bench. And because he sh- produced enough on the wing, he will cover the entire back line as well as being a uh, run-the-mill halfback. So so I was so listening to
0: some analysis today and apparently Quaker Smith can cover most positions in the back line. And so and, and I think between him and... Uh, the winger, Cheslin Colby, they've got most pos- – and Willemsick as well. They feel like they have positions covered. But list- the analysis I was listening to, they were talking about how Steph Dutoy, Peter Steph DeToy, he's the only player in the four-pack that's going to play 80 minutes. Everyone else is going to get uh, rolled in and out. So uh, I, f- I find that really interesting. Yeah, look, it's going to be – it's going to be an interesting contest, Beef. It's a it's a true matchup between two World Cup capable winning sides, uh, and obviously for New Zealanders, Beef, uh, it's a it's a match that's going to decide who our quarterfinal opponents are.
1: Yeah, huge interest in this one. Um, I played Quakers Smith a bit in my latter years in Japan. I would I would um, debate whether he could cover much in the back line, To be fair, um, very good flanker, but uh, I think that would be his nuts and bolts and that would be as far as he would go but no it's a huge it's a huge springbok team as they've named interesting jesse creel a uh, great character a uh, great human being jesse creel he gets a spot at 13 ahead of a few others who've uh deputized there during these world cup that's and their first choice uh,
0: midfield isn't it be with De well, and yeah. creel you would think like.
1: yeah with no, with no arm there um the boy that played against the springboks uh, sorry the all blacks it's uh, twickenham um maybe used to at 12 he was phenomenal and uh he just has not looking. And uh, Moody
0: no. was it Moody as well? Their um their flying centre as well. Both, yes. Both of those young players were very very good. So they do have depth. And uh, I think um, I heard Goldie um in some audio that we here later talks about how he believes the All Blacks have the best depth in the tournament. I think the Springboks have pretty good depth in key positions as well. Now especially now that Andre Pollard's involved.
1: Yeah, maybe not a hooker, but um, they <laughs> yes. certainly they certainly have it everywhere else. Uh, and of course. Fiji, the story of the week, and uh, what a time to raise this uh, new new development that they want to get in the rugby championship. And to be fair, like I guess for me, this is why this is why that world, whatever it is going to be called, which has by all accounts been rubber stamped, is a joke because Fiji will, you know, not necessarily be automatic entries because of their economic power and their and I guess their pulling power and. The fact that they can't have 40,000 in Suva or, or 50,000 in Nandi. So this is, they 100% need to be a part of it. Um, if we're talking about growing the game, they've had two years in Super Rugby, two years of a professional rugby competition, and look where their national teams got to. They are knocking at the door of the top table of world rugby. Obviously, Japan gets an American, Well, Japan, let's be honest, Japan's fallen off the cliff a little bit. Um, they have, yeah. And, and do they... <laughs> do they have the infrastructure to keep being a team that we saw in 2019? Well, they're going to have a competition for, until this earth is no longer, there'll be a rugby competition in Japan with all the money. So you'll get B-grade South Africans um, who couldn't make it. You'll get B-grade Aussies who couldn't make it in the homelands. And a few Kiwis who'll end up playing there for their national team um, because they'll go there and, and get, get good coin. But from a Japanese point of view, you wonder what they're gonna be able to produce going forward. So someone like Fiji certainly deserves to be in that whatever they're calling it, the world world championship. Th- um, and certainly it'd be great to have them a part of the rugby championship, I would have thought.
0: Two things on that B. First of all, you'd have to think that uh Japan team of fifteen, nineteen was what you know, what we call in the game a generational sort of pool of talent right Mm. where it's almost like a once in a generation pool of talent and a lot of those players are still part of the squad but they're you know this is the back end of their careers Uh, and on Fiji I I, I, like you believe they should be involved in the rugby championship but it has to be done right to the point where the European clubs need to release their best players to play in that tournament because Fiji make no mistake about it folks none of those rugby championship sides are going to want to go to Suva or Nandi and play Fiji over there. And even them coming here, a full-strength Fiji inside, we've seen can threaten these sides and, in the case of the Wallabies, beat them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's let's hope a bit of uh, common sense prevails and then something happens there. And I, and I just can't keep going away from the fact that I know I've, it's been explained to me from a financial point of view, Samoa and Tonga just aren't the same as Fiji uh, commercially, but, geez, just blow up the minor Pacific team and have a Tongan team and a Samoan team in Super Rugby tell one of the Australian teams to go jump and uh, then you'll see in two or three years' time what that could do for for rugby in Tonga and uh, Samoa as well. So uh, I I feel that's the logical thing, but logic doesn't always happen when it comes to decision-making around uh, competitions involving Sansa or the old Sansa, so so who knows. But uh, no, wonderful, wonderful time and uh, exciting time in uh, Pacific Island rugby, especially with Fiji at the World Cup at the moment.
0: It is beat. it is Beve and um, look Fiji World Cup semifinal is something that that could happen. Now I've got a Liam Lawson update for you Beve. Yes, uh, please. Sort of mentioned it last night and now it's becoming more and more clear as more reports come out so uh, it's highly unlikely that he is going to be driving in the Red Bull uh, one of their forecasts for next season. Yuki Tsunoda all but confirmed um, an announcement expected actually in the next sort of 24 hours while, he's in, while they're in Japan for the Japanese Grand Prix that he will be part of the Alpha Tauri team next year. And it appears that Daniel Ricciardo is their preferred option for the second seat. Sergio Perez locked into a contract for one more season in the main Red Bull team. So it looks like uh, young Kiwi Liam Lawson, regardless of whatever result he pulls out this weekend and the following race in Qatar, will not be part of the uh, on the grid team for 2024. Uh, so it could be a case, Beef, of Liam, again, biding his time for another year and then potentially eyeing up Sergio Perez's seat alongside Max Verstappen uh, in the main team in a year's time or, again, in the in the AlphaTauri. So his time will come, Beef. He's just 21, but it looks like he's going to uh, fill the role of reserve driver again next season, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially when you see what he's done in the last month or so, but uh, I guess... You know, if he's committed to staying with that team then you'd like to think that they're they're gonna do the right thing by him. Um and I guess you guys alluded to it that uh I had the luxury of a, a one off, I thought, a two hour <laughs> a two hour working day yesterday. But uh no, but the wonderful people from SNZ have decided that uh the running it straight needs a special edition. Um from Brisbane itself, uh, Yes Kempi and, and Sam Hewitt on the uh on the gravy train over to uh, wow, over to Brisbane, um, and uh, enjoying the good life. I don't know if I'll actually make work on Friday afternoon. Uh, Brisbane on a Friday afternoon, yeah, Kempy and um, Brizzy,
0: just imagine could, it. could
1: get a hold of you. Um, I hope I hope their flight lands literally, maybe midday. Get through customs, because I mean everyone knows Australian customs. It's even worse than Auckland customs at the moment. Australian customs not good to get through. Uh, get straight to the studio and make sure they actually show up for this because the biggest fear is, you know, they treat it like a holiday. Um, and you got to have a lot of professionalism when you go working overseas. So well, right?
0: you, you are the expert when it comes to our yeah. uh, gigs overseas, Beav because you spend yes. more time than you do do at home. But so, just to clarify it for our loyal Run Home audience, uh, the Run yeah. Home on air on Friday three to five with Beav and Sam Ackerman, and then uh, Kempi as Bev alluded to, and Sammy Hewitt from uh, five pm to six pm uh, live out of uh, of Brisbane. So uh, jam packed day. So uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be. It's going to be a banging day, and Beef gets to gets to finish an hour early, which is good for Beef.
1: Oh man, I mean that's that's a byproduct um, of running it straight, of course. Um, Kempi now, Kempe, I do believe had a stint at. I want to say for South Queensland Crushers, did he? Or one of those one of those teams, an expansion team uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, I think he's, I think I remember him telling me he had a short stint before he was going up to uh, the UK. So. That, that for me means he's probably got mates still in the area. Um, <laughs> and he'll know a few haunts. So that's that's what I'm saying. This this weekend could get away on the boys. I tell you what, what else won't get away on us is another wonderful show here on The Run Home. Here's what's coming up on our Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery. The Macca's menus, well, we've got sporting headlines coming up very, very soon. We've got the game that sometimes is just too easy. And, uh, and a few people ruin it for everyone. Who am I? Uh, the Run Homes Rugby World Cup update. We hear from Southland's finest, and uh, it must be said, neither, neither hung around long enough to take the stags to the, uh, the promised land, but two of Southland's finest exports, we'll call them, Jeff Wilson and Mills Muliaina. Uh, we go head-to-head, which will be me and Kirst, I'd imagine, if she shows up for work today, live from Parry. Uh, TAB update with the great Paul Moate. <sighs> Fingers crossed, folks. Fingers crossed. Not for the last time this year. Justin Morgan gives us our Warriors update and takes us deep, deep inside the camp. We'll work out how we're going to beat the Bronx. Maybe give some tips to Morgs because I know he takes our Wednesday tips very seriously. I mean, last week we told him to bash them up front and what they do, they bash them up front. So he'll be taking anything we can offer him. Uh, And then we go across the ditch, and again, Fletch is with uh, Kiwi, former Kiwi League player Justin Horrell, which uh, obviously means uh, Jolly. He's having uh, a hell of a break at the moment. I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe school holidays or something like that. Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your door. That was your Macca's Menu. Now for some sporting headlines. The Run Homes Sporting Headlines. Here's what's making news today. Well, it's my favorite time of year because it's Champions League group time and Italian football club Lazio secured a dramatic one all draw in their opening Champions League group match this morning.
0: Well, Luis
1: Alberto, Yes, and if your Italian's as good as mine, that'll tell you that Provado scored the goal. Trailing after 90 minutes, goalkeeper, yes, the goalkeeper, Ivan Provado, joined the attack as the home side had an attacking corner on the left-hand side. The ball was played short and found the feet of Spaniard Luis Alberto, who crossed in for Provador to head home. A true highlight of the opening match, David, kicked off with Newcastle United's 20-year return. To a competition, not since Alan Shearer have they been a part of the big time. <sighs> Most coaches involved in the NRLW believe the competition is not ready for an expansion to 12 teams, a poll has revealed. After increasing from 6 to 10 teams this season, initially planning had centred around two further teams joining the competition next year, but the suggestion has largely been rejected by players and staff who have concerns over squad depth and the number of blowout schools late in the season once injuries took hold. There are also questions over how new clubs would be able to build a competitive roster with almost 60% of the players already signed to existing teams for the next season. Well, that's just a kick in the guts to the Warriors. Why don't the Warriors girls come home and then that's how you'd build a team. Anyway, that's the NRL looking after the New Zealanders again. And that is your headlines. Well... I tell you what, how many times do we see the goalie push forward in these dramatic end of games and it's just a non-event and you just see the goalie scarpering it back to his own goal to make sure that they don't go down further. Well, old oh, doll. certainly, certainly put an end to that. It was a wonderful, wonderful little cross from Spaniard Alberto, I must say. That was your Sporting Headlines. Fantastic as always, team. Text topic... Well, you know I don't like the word goat, but we, we're going to go down this path. Uh, your goat, Warriors backline. Tomorrow we'll dive into the forwards, but tell us who it is. So much conjecture around, I guess, for seven jersey will always be Stacey's until, I guess, SJ goes and wins the title, I guess. I guess that's the way you look at it. Um, and then who's your six? Where is there a spot there for the Hur- Huntley Hurricane? Uh, Clinton Torpy will have to be involved somewhere. You would have fought... Brent Francis Malley. Tady, of course, yes. RTS so versus many. Brent
0: Webb, maybe. Like, yeah. It's, it's, Wade McKinnon's in there too. Like, it's a, it's a tough,
1: tough go. For Warriors output, oh, this could be controversial, but I don't know. Oh, actually, he did get the M wires here, so that's actually, that's actually rubbish. Stephen RTS probably will have to be the fullback, but geez, Brent Webb, he was something else when he was here. Anyway, get involved. Tell us one to seven who would be your all-time warriors backline? give us a text on the temper bed post text machine temper and bed post range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet at in comfort text double eight double three or even better give us a call 0800 150 811 and anything else you want to talk about How do the All Blacks do a 7-1 bench? No, don't say that. We're trying to get more backs on the bench here on the run home. But yes, give us a text. Looking forward to hearing your Warriors back line. (laughs)